is how he thinks. All right, welcome back to the Pal Show, episode number twenty-one from South Carolina. We're on the road today with my future brother-in-law, Cody Starcher. Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you, Clay. Thank you for having us here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, pleasure to be joining you today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we came down to South Carolina to see Cody and Kaylee and their new baby, Will. This. That's why there's a crib here, and we're mm-hmm. in Will, the new baby's room, mm-hmm. and yeah. got some good decoration here. Yeah, in the crib for the brand. Yeah, so talk to the people first about the for the brand flag, and then we can move on to your intro. Oh, dude, for the brand. It's uh, for all y'all. If you're watching this podcast, I'm assuming you've watched some other podcasts. Um, I know there's a lot of good ones out there. My personal favorite, Pat McAfee for the brand. Oh, if you're, I thought you were going to say the Pal Show, but go ahead. Onward. Besides that, you know. Pat McAfee for the brand. Uh, if you love sports, you love some funny hot takes, um, and just uh, just a good laugh to get you through the work day, I highly recommend it. He's also a big Buckeye fan. Uh, been He's done the OH a couple times game day, so it's good stuff. Yeah, we actually got to see him live at college game day. We happened to be at one of the pop-up like stands, and they came over and did a little segment yeah. by us, so yeah. that was cool. Yeah, who, who else was there? Your, uh, Steve Amiojic, uh, right. UFC heavyweight yeah. champion at the time. Yeah, so he's a beast. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, we're not scared, but uh, that one uh, I wouldn't uh, fear not. But <laughs> um, so yeah, Cody, uh, tell the people who you are. So father of one. Yeah. Husband, so uh, got Ohio native. Yeah. Oh well, well, well. All right, go ahead. I'm actually from West Virginia, Clay. Okay. Now I love Ohio, but I'm a 304 guy through and through. So you know, uh, no, yeah, just uh. Are you micing me up too? We got yeah. two mics. Are you double micing? <laughs> um, yeah, born and raised uh, mostly in Columbus, from West Virginia though, and finished high school there in West Virginia. Um, lucky enough to come back in the middle of college and meet my future wife Kaylee, who is Clay's fiance's sister. Shout um, out Kaylee. Yeah, yep. Uh, well, I don't know if she deserves a shout out on the Pal <laughs> Show for being honest, but uh, no. Um, Met Clay when he was just a little clater tot back in the day. Yep. Good times, good 16, times. 15 years old? 14, 14 man. 14, yeah. yeah. First day of freshman year, you guys started dating. I never forget that. Yeah. We went to Cedar Point, and that's how we we all started uh, hanging out. Yeah, it was the bond. We made a circle in our veins. For the brand. Yeah. For the brand, of course. Uh, but yeah, then uh, let's see. We got married, moved down here to Charleston, South Carolina, and just popped out a little one um yeah five pounds 14 ounces shout out to william james starcher yeah dude my I, future but he's my nephew right now yeah yeah but we just call it what it is but i will say guys if your wife has had kids out there give her a hug and a kiss because you've seen that happen it's truly a miracle and some scary stuff yeah, i'm so happy that i don't have to have a child myself because that sounds terrible Dude, I, I respect. I've never had more respect for anyone in my entire life than I do my wife now. So yeah, so crazy. shout out to all the moms out there. It's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So glad to have Cody on the show here. He's been like from day one of the Pal Show. He's like we've wanted him to come on the show, obviously, because he's a big podcast guy too. So this has been a long time in the making. So here we go. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We're gonna talk about him being a father and a lot of sports stuff coming up. He has some really hot takes on sports. 
that we've been talking about and saving for this. So it should be great. First, we're going to start with a quote, two quotes that you gave me. We yeah. can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. First one, you said, any anything worth doing is worth overdoing. So sure. talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, so um, for anyone that uh, is in the military movies or just military stuff in general, you'll hear this quote quite a bit. But um, it's kind of just saying that if you're going to take the time to do something, you might as well go all out. Like, like Clay and I always joke, all in, all the time. Um, but if you're going to take the time to do something, why, you know, I'm trying to think, don't cuss. Why, uh, why go halfway? Like, yeah. so anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Don't, don't cut your, don't cut yourself short or anyone else that you're, you're, uh, helping. So just go all out. Absolutely. And that goes right in hand with, you're a dad now and you're a full-time dad. Yeah. All the way. So yeah. You can't go halfway on that. So. Dude, I, I do feel guilty claiming the full-time dad thing. I haven't changed a diaper yet. Um, really? Yeah. No, it's like my biggest fear in life. Honestly, one was having a kid, two, changing a diaper. Yeah. So we got the first part knocked <laughs> out. I'm working my way up to the second one. Yeah. So the second one you said is, I like this one a lot. You said, never out of the fight. Is there like a bigger quote to that? Like, you're never out of the fight or just no it's really um also goes back to the military so, so uh, just to preface i wasn't in the military um but big fan. yeah big fan <laughs> back-to-back world war champs want to shout that out usa um big happy, happy fourth of july everyone <laughs> that's right late fourth of july this is on july 5th so yeah um no i i, I want to preface though that anyone that's ever been in like uh, a competitive environment or a locker room environment it's a brotherhood i'm not saying it's up to um <laughs> like the status of being in the military but like everything gets compared to the military because like, yeah it's, it's the, the ultimate, ultimate brotherhood right yeah. yeah and um but no never out of the fight it's kind of like i don't care if uh you know clay for example if he gets a run and and their backs are against the wall and it's going to be hard to to do what needs to get done uh but or you know whether you're down 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl at halftime uh, never out of the fight just simply means you know no matter what no matter who no matter when you're never out of it until basically it's over like right. yeah don't ever keep your legs that's what you said and it's like you're like it's never too late to you were like if you're still here then you still got a shot yeah. to yeah. Do, you know accomplish the things you want to do exactly until you take your last breath it's not over wow that's deep yeah seriously and so never out of the fight. That got me really excited for fight week. Obviously UFC two sixty four, Corey Evers McGregor three. So obviously like my job and stuff like that. I'm gonna relate it to that, and because I'm a huge MMA fan. But never out of the fight. Like you said, whenever you're just day to day lives, it doesn't have to be military or firefighter or hmm. MMA or whatever. Everyone has those days and those huge moments in life that really bring you down and just keep going you're oh. never out of the fight and you have to keep getting after it yeah of course all in all the I time can't, baby. I can't say that very well but <laughs> the quote says it for itself simple never out of the fight yep so yeah um, first thing the UFC 264 it's a trilogy which happens very rarely in MMA so Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor fought for the first time in 2014 and McGregor won by knockout in like 90 seconds. And then they fought again seven years later in um, January of this year 
and Poirier won by knockout in the second round. So now they're going to settle the score this Saturday. So two of the biggest names in the sport. It's going to be a huge pay-per-view, and there's a really good undercard to it too. So luckily my dad and I are going to be in attendance, and it'll be a huge sporting event. And as a huge sports fan, I'm very excited for it. Cody's also just as big a sports fan as me, so he definitely is excited too because it's a huge just sporting event in general it's not just oh, yeah. for the mma people like when conor mcgregor fights it's not just mma fans that hear about it or watch you know well i mean when anything i think anyone uh at the top of their sport conor mcgregor um you know i mean what, what was it uh stipe and uh cormier a while back it dominates the headlines for weeks right like you yeah. can't watch a sport it's a yeah it's insane i think it'll easily be one of the biggest um pay-per-views of all time i would say definitely top top five if not top three yeah. um and yeah I'm, I'm excited for you guys to to go the only unfortunate thing about you going is i don't have anyone to mooch off of because he always buys the fights and i watch right. him <laughs> so now i'm about to buy it so that's gonna be a bummer but uh no man it's gonna be gonna be a great fight who do you have I think McGregor's going to win. One, because I'm a huge McGregor fan and it's very biased, but trying to look at it from an unbiased way. I love both of Poirier and McGregor are great fighters and I love their stories and everything as fighters, like how they really have, they've both fought so many world champions and have fought like the best guys in the UFC. So it's just great that they're finally meeting again. But I think Connor's never lost twice in a row. And like whenever... People are like, he's definitely not going to win this one. Like, he's down for the count. He's going to retire. Then he gets, like, this newfound motivation, and he shows people why he is who he is and why he does all – why he has all the money and all the fans and everything. For sure. And it reminds me of the Nate Diaz rematch because the first time he fought Nate Diaz, he got choked out, and it was his first loss in the UFC. And everyone in the second fight was like, oh, the exact same thing's going to happen. He's going to get – taken down and he's going to take his back and choke him and that's just not i mean you just have to realize that they have training camps and everything and coaches and everything for a reason like so they're both going to make adjustments and it's going to be a great fight i'm just i think it's going to be a war so i'm i'm hoping so i I think uh, you and i were talking about this the other day um how conor mcgregor lately has been like kind of overly nice to some of his Very opponents nice. yeah see now i don't know if everyone else is like me i love two things i love a really good trash talker and then i love for someone to come in and back it up yeah. it's like my all-time favorite thing it's kind of like getting behind a villain but everyone needs a good villain conor mcgregor was that for a while and mm-hmm. he truly has probably the biggest fan base of all time mma yeah. maybe uh Definitely. i would say it's up there but yeah, I'm hoping for a McGregor. Um, honestly, I kind of want to see him KO the dude in the first round. I know yeah. you don't because you paid for it. but Yeah, and I I would be okay with that. But <laughs> I think that the reason he's such a big persona is, like you said, he talks trash, he backs it up. But it's just better for the sport when he's doing well. Oh, yeah. And what's cool about this fight, it it, it truly is a legacy fight. Like for both of these guys, whoever wins, it's, a, it's just like a huge point in history because it's who's really the better fighter. And it's like the ultimate test of man like they're gonna get in there and everything's gonna be on the line they're gonna lock the cage and it's like there's no more talk you know yeah so, let's find out who one of the baddest dudes in the world is right then and there yeah i love that. everyone like millions and millions of people like the weight of the world on their shoulders and it's all up to them like they're in there by their by themselves 
and all the critics are on the outside, you know. So one of the promos they did that was really sweet, they showed, like, the Theodore Roosevelt thing. The man, the man in the, the arena. arena, I saw that, yeah. I was like, dude, that's I love that so much. It's a great quote. Uh, unfortunately, LeBron overused that, but. Yeah, I used to be a really big LeBron fan. Me too, bro, <laughs> me too, but he ripped our hearts out. So, yeah, the next, that's going to be sweet. UFC 264, I suggest you watch it. Yep. Um, the next thing, you be a new father. We touched on it a little bit, so I know, like, the the pregnancy and everything, there's, it's worrying because there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and, like, you know, you're just, like, thinking, am I ready for this? I'm sure <laughs> a lot of thoughts went through your head, like, you know, what kind of dad do I want to be and everything, so how do, how do you feel now that you actually get to put a face oh. to all those feelings that you've had for so long? Oh, man, I'll tell you this. Um... In a lot of ways, you know, like pregnancy, the scariest part of it, right, is the beginning because as you're working through, like you hear all the horror stories and, and things that have happened to people or even just like miscarriages, stuff like that, uh, because no matter what, no matter how strong your relationship is, that's going to put your marriage through a hard test because, you know, especially for your wife, um, I don't care what anyone says, it's so much different uh, being a guy because I didn't carry him. I wasn't like connected as far as mm-hmm. you know like i i would come home or come home from baseball practice and kaylee had already been like she she had been a mom from day one right because her life changes completely like every bit of your lifestyle what you eat the baby's eating no more you know going out and getting a drink with your friends no more really going to the gym stuff like that well my life continued for nine months so like i just kept on trucking um but the fears were real i mean every doctor appointment um everything like that you're just holding on by a thread even though most of the time i think it's okay but uh it's definitely scary and i'll tell you the scariest thing in my life was going to going to the emergency or to the hospital and we're getting ready to have them because i I was not ready like the whole nine months you don't prepare for it i'm still really not ready uh because every day is a different challenge with him i think so it's kind of um I don't know. It's a journey. Yeah, but as soon as I can tell you this, like you hear when people say that the moment you hold your kid, you never felt a love like that, and that is the truest statement ever. Because as soon as they put him in your arms, he's looking up at you, and you're like, man, there's nothing I wouldn't do for this little guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very raw, very real um, emotion. But That's yeah, but uh, yeah, as the most exciting adventure yet also the scariest one i don't think the fear will ever stop until they put me in the ground so yeah and that's why i've gotten to see like you guys going through your like the pregnancy and the early um stages of his life here in the last two weeks and my mom like talking to her about it she's like now you kind of understand like why i do some of the things i do or like why oh, yeah. I, why i worry about certain things and yeah. i was like yeah that like now it really makes sense and i i thought it was really cool because this is one of the first babies that i've really held like for more than like a hot potato you know like handing mm-hmm. it off yeah me too and i was like <laughs> i can't even imagine what you're thinking because i looked at him like i would do any for anything for this little dude too and he's my like nephew you know so it's great that you guys have such a cool um such a good family around you too oh dude our supporting cast i mean i think you guys will find out soon sooner rather than later i mean uh you know as soon as you get married time goes quick but our supporting cast is unmatched. I truly, truly don't think that um, there's anyone in the world more blessed than Kaylee and I as far as both of our parents and our grandparents and family and, and you guys. And 
uh, I mean, even your parents, you know what I mean? Like uh, we've had so many people reach out and, and uh, be there for us. And it's, mm-hmm. it's truly amazing. You find out who really cares about you when you start yeah. going through this stuff. Absolutely. That's great. And yeah, coming down here, it's just great. Like seeing we're right next to um, our family in there. And it's just cool to see the, like everyone's just super happy and everyone's on your team, you know? So. Oh yeah. Except for Ross. Def- <laughs> Ross doesn't right. even know our names. Oh gosh. So like whatever happens in his life, I know that like you said, so many people are going to be there in one second and like yeah. truly care about you guys and dude, I mean, will, so. yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's, um, family is the most precious thing in the world. You have the family tattoo. Uh, it's, uh, truly, truly the like most important thing in, in life. So. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So. Yeah, my dad talks all the th- He's told me several times, like, I don't know what I would do if I don't have you guys. Like, you guys are my, like, legacy and, like, you're who I look at. And it's like, I've done something with my life because I have you two. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. And to, to go off your legacy thing, something to think about, I think, um, especially for you, uh, is like, and for me too, now that I have Will, I always felt that the most important thing in life, especially like my dad used to beat it into me is backing up your last name. Like, cause that's like, that is who you are, right? Like mm-hmm. your grandpa and your dad, like everyone's passed. That's the only thing yeah. in life they've ever passed on to you. That's and true. it's like your last name is like, you want to protect it. You'd fight for it. Um, there's a couple songs out there about it, but to me it's like, you would, couldn't be more proud to like pass on your last name to your son. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. And I love like every day I go to work, I look at my name on my shirt and yeah. I'm like, I really love that. And I, I've texted my parents multiple times. Like I want to represent your guys's name on my, yeah. like not just on my uniform, but like everyday life. Like, right. Yeah. Just like, I love that. Yeah. Just like I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. It's, That's uh, really cool. yeah, I think, um, I get that, you know what I mean? Like, even when you're playing sports or something, it was always cool to have your name on the back, but it's what it represents. I think, uh, just to just to beat on that so love it and i'm one of the firefighters that i really respect he was like he was looking at somebody's shirt and he was like i respect you a lot more for that than that and he was talking about the like your name over the department logo obviously he's like i care about you and yeah dude oh i'll tell you family and stuff like firefighters that. are a different breed man i uh fortunate enough to like honorary yeah well what can i say honorary columbus firefighter thank you uh <laughs> joe and peaches um no i'm fortunate enough like most the majority of my wedding party are firefighters um and clay here and uh it's definitely like hands down i think the coolest job in the world i get to kind of live vicariously through all of them uh i try i don't want to hear about the bad but definitely all the good um but i'm always like interested especially when you have like the your firefighter buddies on the podcast always always an interesting podcast just of like um the different lives that everyone leads but still come together and it's just like you you know you'd like die for the guy next to you and die to for us a random stranger i think it's very unique so very cool yeah thank you so to switch it up a little bit yeah yeah let's get all the serious stuff serious hot serious not so serious hot takes oh i got some heaters about ohio state football we can start with we're going to start something about we can say something about how 
NCAA football players are getting paid now, or we yeah. can talk about recruiting or Ohio State. Dude, we can out. we can hit them all. So whatever one you, you let's know. start with that. NCAA players now can make money <clears throat> off of their name and likeness. So that means like, example, if um, Jack Sawyer, Ohio State football player, wanted to go be on a Nike commercial mm. and run around and like catch the football and stuff, he could and make a lot of money. But he can't say. I'm Ohio State football player Jack Sawyer and yeah. I wear the shirt. So that's what that means. Yeah, no, dude. Um, I think it's awesome. That's I think, a really good opportunity. And especially for the top 1% of NCAA football players, like the Heisman people and all the people from the top 25 schools, they're going to. They can make some serious money. Yeah. Well, I think anyone um, that's, that was in a football stadium before, like. When was Tattoo Gate? Like 2010. So pre 2010, if you were in a football stadium in America watching a college football game, you had your favorite players number on there. I mean, I was, I had Troy Smith, you know, yeah. all these dudes. They didn't make a dime, and some of these guys are uh, sold millions of dollars of jerseys too. Like, well, Troy Smith's a perfect example, right? He won the Heisman. Uh, he's also like probably one of the biggest busts coming out of Ohio State. Sorry, Troy. True uh, But. Won a Heisman, I mean, was the star of the number one team in the country for the entire year, which Ohio State is probably the one of the biggest fan bases, obviously, in America. Um, but doesn't make a dime off of that. And, you know what I mean, anything can happen in this world. These guys could be walking down the road and <laughs> hit a pothole and trip and tore their ACL and tear their ACL and it's done. Um, so I love it. I'm all for it. Yeah, I love it too, and it's because they're only going to make money if, you know, if they're liked by everyone, which yeah. is really cool, the incentive for it. And I think before I was against NCAA players making money because I didn't want anything to change, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to stop being so motivated and all this stuff because they have money now. But now, like, talking to some people and talking to some people that, like, play college football, I think it's for the best. If you can earn it and you get the opportunity to get a sponsor or whatever, I think it's great. Well, I think, to me... Th- the most like what's protecting them of keeping their heart and soul in it and like giving max effort is if you suck no one cares what you're selling so they're still gonna have to play good on the field and if they don't then i don't think they're gonna get hired by canes you know what i mean (laughs) yeah spencer rattler just got was it spencer it was dude and i can't tell you i I don't like Spencer Rattler. We've seen him from day one in uh, in high school, so. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What was I going to say? What I love about sports in general, like you said, um, they have to do good on the field or else nobody's going to care what they're selling. Yeah. That goes for all sports. It's like I just heard Sean O'Malley, one of my favorite fighters, he was like, none of this stuff matters. Nobody's going to buy my stuff, and my career's not going to go where it wants to if I don't win fights. Like, it all comes back to doing well in the sport that you're playing yeah you know, it sounds silly but like it all comes like ohio state ryan day all the players and stuff it comes down to winning games you know so oh we got a visitor coming we in ha- we have our father-in-law here ross oh gosh hello <laughs> how are we doing doing great just he doing works it. at ohio state big ohio state fan how do you feel about the players being able to make money now oh i kind of got mixed feelings about that Mm-hmm. Care to elaborate? Well, the uh, obviously the great players are going to get and money, that. and then and then a lot of people are going to be left out of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it ends up, but it's probably fair in the long run. Yeah, you want to get paid, be great. 
you got to be great to be paid. That's right. Speaking of that, I'm going to go watch Yellowstone. All right. Awesome. Great show. Thanks for popping in. <laughs> That's dad. That's funny. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like we all, I think, kind of agree with what he was saying. You know what I mean? I think if you're yeah. good, you're going to make that money. Uh, and I hope it doesn't cause, like, a locker room problem. It, that could cause a riff, right? Ah. 53 guys, probably, like, five of them are going to make money. Maybe, yeah, like, maybe at Ohio State and Alabama and a lot. Like, I think you have twenty two, right? The starters, like any starter at any of those schools, yeah, they could get like some turd advertisement company to pay them like some. Like, hey, post this on Instagram and we'll give yeah. you like, five hundred bucks. Or yeah, yeah, like enough lot, to. We'll see a lot of that. I might unfollow every NCAA Dude, athlete. <laughs> have you been seeing the grocery delivery ones from these Ohio State guys? No. I have unfollowed every Ohio State oh, player so no. far. Uh, they're like it's all like the same. I want to know how much Good is. For them, though, yeah. Oh, but I wonder how much this company is paying all these guys. Because some of these guys, like, I'm like, I've never heard of this Ohio State player. Like, he was like a negative two star punter coming out of Columbus, Ohio. So, I would really like to know more about how these huge companies like Raising Canes and Nike and all these people, how they divvy up their money and how much they actually get back from that investment. Like, Raising Canes telling um, Spencer Rattler to be like the face of Raising Canes or whatever. What it, like what exact Revenue do they get from that back? Well, like that doesn't make me want to go to Kings. For me, yeah, Kings is great, but for me, it's kind of like this. I guess my next question is because you can't use Oklahoma as like a thing, but my next question is is it like, I mean, like Coke? Let's use Coke. Mm -hmm. Coke, okay. Who's the one coach they sponsor? Do you know? The one coach? Yeah, do you know? No. Nick Saban. So if you go on any Nick Saban, um, like podium, uh, or after game interview, he always has a bottle of Coke right next to him. Nice. All right. So I know that. So Coke did a good job. Okay. Mm-hmm. But can he do that with Canes? Like, can he be sitting there slamming tendies while he's doing the interview? Uh, wearing Oklahoma stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. Because then Probably that would be not. beneficial for Canes, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like seeing a McDonald's fry commercial. I see that. I mean, I'm fat, but I see that, and I'm like, those McDonald's fries look fantastic. <laughs> uh, but putting in, like, an athlete to the fa- – or uh, what's it called? Like, an athlete to the brand for this, I don't know how they're going to get their investment. Yeah, I don't find it I beneficial. Spencer Rattler, 99% of the time it's going to be – Watching him play football. Well, listen, hot take here. I know this is a family show. Spencer, Spencer Rattler's ugly. It does not make me want to go eat. When I see Spencer Rattler, I'm like, I don't want to go eat canes. You know what I mean? That's funny. Hot take. Is your dad an Oklahoma fan? Yeah. Does he like him? Uh, I think he's probably indifferent. If he wins, probably, yeah. My dad's heartless. I haven't watched him since like high school. I watched a couple of his like early snaps. I didn't watch last season. So his freshman year, or well... Sophomore year is when he started. Yeah, his freshman year, he was bad. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like, with the exception of Justin Fields, I think you throw someone out there first time live action in a Power 5 school and they're going to struggle. Um, but last year, he was pretty good. I don't think he's like near Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield coming out of there. Okay. I think he's going to be like your, he'll get drafted in the first round. He'll, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mac Jones. <laughs> Let's see how that goes, man. Oh, I don't think it's gonna go. Really? No, I. Are we, are we getting? Are we doing hot takes here? Okay, quarterbacks? now we're doing hot takes with. We're going all over the place, guys. But now we're gonna go to quarterbacks that came out last year. Where who's gonna be the best in the class and why? Mainly, I want to hear Mac Jones. <laughs> um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Who's the guy from BYU? 
Oh, Zach. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence. Shout out Zach Wilson's mom. She's hot. <laughs> I don't uh, know anything about him, so that's. Uh, he Stormin Mormon. I know that. That's all I know. So who's going to be the best and worst out of that? All right. Who do you think is going to be a good NFL quarterback? I who's going to out of the group who's going to be just good or not good right he's now? He's going to stick around for 10 okay. to 15 years have a career. Your obvious uh Trevor Lawrence is going to stick around. He's going to have a career in the NFL. 100%. Yeah, I I don't know good if it's going to be in Jacksonville. But I think he's mm-hmm. going to have a career. Um and I don't think I'm not saying that they're going to lose because of him. And I'm, a, I'm an Urban Meyer guy. Like don't get me wrong, I like Urban Meyer. Um, I th- I think he'll find more success than Jacksonville's had, but nevertheless, Trevor Lawrence going to be good. Um, I think Justin Fields is going to turn the bears the bears around the bears. Um, Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones is your next Andy Dalton. Okay. I think he Andy sticks Dalton, around. Dude, Andy Dalton has yeah. a lot to bring home. Yeah, no, I think I think I think Mac Jones gives you like five really good years, really like maybe years. making like a couple Pro Bowls. See, that's a first round pick for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, I'm cool that's with that. not, so I don't think he was a bad first round pick. An, I think everybody goes for the all time great. Yeah. It's like you just gotta realize that's not that's obviously not No, I think I think Mac Jones is the the reason I really am Andy Dalton is because with the exception towards the end, which is when Andy Dalton struggled, uh, he had like AJ Green, like a stud receiver, right? And Mac Jones has already proven you give him a couple studs, he's gonna win. I mean, he's a he's a game manager. Like he, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like right in the yeah in a great offense, and he yeah. did what he's supposed to do. Exactly. I think he's going to be a decent quarterback. I think Trey Lance is going to like blow. I think he's going to be really bad. Really? Yeah. Because of arm talent, technique. Dude, I just think like discipline. To, I mean, I don't want to. I'm not a quarterback guru by any means, but it's just kind of like when you see like you can just pick him out. You're like that's kind of a bust, right? Like I, I think I have a good. Well, like, I think he played like that. one game in two years. It was so. mediocre. Okay, against subpar talent. No offense. Division yeah, it's 1A. tough to judge coming out of North Dakota. State. It is, but then the reason I say he's going to be bad is because once again, it's like he's going to go to San Francisco. We got Jimmy G there right now. I don't know. I think he, I, he left. Or something. He might have. If if he did, he's really screwed. Yeah. But if he, who's he going to learn from? Who's going to sit behind? Um, I mean, San Fran's got a good defense, but I just don't. I don't know. I just don't see it from Trey Lance. I've never like looked at him and thought he was a good quarterback. Yeah. What hurts me is like seeing Trevor Lawrence and some of these guys, Zach Wilson. I just know that there's a really, really high possibility that Zach Wilson's going to be bad. Oh, dude. Because yeah. Because he's going to the Jets. Like, well, it's not fair to. It is, I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel bad for them, but going to these really, really bad teams, it's really hard, especially from a day one starter mm. with no one to learn from and these insane pass rushers coming after you. Shout out Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's going to be really tough to do anything I, from day one. Here's the thing. I think Zach Wilson, hot take, sucks. Uh, <laughs> because, once again, we're talking about the – all right, this I have, I have proof, okay? BYU plays nobody. Like, they literally play the turd squad of NCAA. Not only that, the their biggest game of the year 
was against Coastal Carolina. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. It was, besides the Clemson-Ohio State game, my favorite game of the year to watch. I think ESPN did an amazing job. They set that, yeah, they set that thing up, like, within a week. It was like a, you know, a Saturday 7.30 game, um, and Coastal was playing out of their mind. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, one, Coastal Carolina was in Zach Wilson's head all night. Uh, and it's not like Coastal has any first round defensive yeah, ends I over here. If it's an yeah, well, throw Miles Garrett at Zach Wilson. He craps. Mm. So that's the thing. He threw what, a couple picks in that game. Um, his passer percentage was really low. He had more than one opportunity to lead his team down the field and put it in the end zone. Didn't. This is against Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. I get. So I've seen people like that, and one that comes to mind is who's the guy that Justin Herbert? So I watched yeah. him against um, Arizona State in college, Oregon versus Arizona State. He looked like the worst quarterback ever. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Couldn't move the ball. Like threw four interceptions or something. And I was like, he's gonna go in the first round, and he did. And then I watched him in a game. I don't remember what it was, but he was leading the team down the field, and he looks like he's going to be a good quarterback now. Dude, I will say I missed on that. Isn't that weird? I, yeah, I was with I you. Thought for sure, he I was thought done. I thought he was going to be really bad. And Justin Herbert, uh, kind of like my, my boy Pat McAfee says, biggest shock in the NFL <laughs> last year. It was. Uh, he did say that. Yeah, he did. They're big Herbert fans over mm-hmm. uh, on the pod. Um, yeah, he was crazy, man. I got to watch him a couple times, and I think he's going to be pretty solid. Yeah, so good for him. You never know. But when you got when you got uh, one of the Bosa brothers over there, Clay. I mean, that's true. You're gonna win. Yeah. So, speaking of the Bosa brothers, once again, all over the place. I saw that Nick or Joey Bosa, one of them, was one of the top ten all time highest rated recruits at Ohio State. I think it was Nick uh, at yeah. number eight, mm-hmm. and the number one and number four have not played it down at Ohio State yet. Nope. So. Talk about that. Great recruits we've gotten in the last couple of days. And Ryan Day overall, like, shout out to him for getting all these recruits. Yeah. So, him, Brian Hartline, yeah. and Larry Johnson. They've been killing it. Yeah, dude, they're crushing it. Well, one uh, one of the recruits I believe you're talking about is uh, from. I don't an, remember their name. Was well, from an area where you work, Jack Sawyer. He went to. Yeah, he went to um, Pick Central, Central, Yeah, so. Pick. Yeah. Nope, he went to Pick North. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, okay. Whatever team, Purple. Are they both they're purple? Both purple. Ah. He went to pick north. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Jack. Um, yeah, so he's a beast. Uh, he played in the spring game. He's going to be a freak. He's just like another name in a long line of Ohio State Pretty grades. Yeah, I think that so. That was a great choice for him to go to Ohio State, honestly. Oh, yeah. And well, lucky to have him. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I guess my argument is, don't get me wrong, Nick Saban turns, you know, 10 <laughs> first-rounders a year mm-hmm. in there, but Ohio State's right behind him, and Larry Johnson – it's a better place to develop, too. Yeah, not only that, but if you look at the defensive end, like... Master class. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, the amount of... And you look at Chase Young, his freshman year, he was he was a big body, but he wasn't what he was his junior year. Yeah, as far as, like, technical defensive yeah, line skill. the best hand <laughs> skill. <laughs> like, dude. the whole swimming yeah, it's and crazy. ripping and everything. So... The other one, I would, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like JT Tumalol, JT Tumasola. I don't know, but he's um, technically the number one defensive recruit of all time to come into Ohio State. Those are some big shoes to fill. Oh, absolutely, and yeah, that's got to be tough for him to come in 
um, with his black stripe and like start from day one knowing that from social media that he is the best Ohio State freshman ever from yeah. day one technically. Yeah, so. yeah. I think uh, I hopefully he just doesn't like let that get to his head and he just tries yeah. to dominate. They won't let him. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll. Yeah, treat, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be humbling. I've heard a lot of college athletes say it's crazy going from high school, no matter where you played high school football, and then going to college and seeing all these guys and being like, whoa. Oh. And prime example, Julian Fleming was the number one player in the whole country and then went to Ohio State and hasn't played. Yeah, he did drop a, a years, big, right? big, yeah. Has he played two years? Last year was his true freshman year. So, so this will be his second oh, year okay. coming up. Um, which, last year, I don't remember what game it was. I think it was the one where, like... It was a big game where, like, two people were hurt. And yeah, he, and I was like, dude, he's about he to go off. trying to get him the ball, yeah. and he dropped yeah. a couple. And yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it'll be... Dude, you're getting me amped for Ohio State football, honestly. It's going to be a crazy, crazy game. My mind's like all over the place with all the games and everything. So. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I do want to send a shout-out to uh, the shoe, the Ohio State fans out there, the worst fans in the country. Whoa. I said it. So, we were talking earlier about Ohio State fan base. you got to love them. They're absolutely crazy. They'll show up for every game, rain or shine. But – talk about how maybe the um the way we come off and not all high state fans have football knowledge to be talking yeah so harshly about our own players oh, dude and other players they're like get him out like get him out of here we don't want him it's great listen cutthroat listen. like one mistake we don't like him. the craziest thing i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> of, of being an ohio state fan and when i tell you they're like i'm not saying that ohio state fans are you know bad people i'm just saying that as far as how we treat other fan bases Mm -hmm. our overall football knowledge i think sometimes (laughs) uh things like that it's it's insane because justin fields okay probably in my opinion the best overall quarterback to ever play how do you criticize him like watching him play i'm like how do you criticize him taking into account that nobody is perfect (laughs) <laughs> but, no, well, no. Well, what's crazy is, I've <laughs> I've never seen a quarterback play two full seasons before and throw only three interceptions. And something that I once witnessed, Clay, I couldn't make this up. We're sitting there, he throws a pick, and this guy. Were you at the game? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This guy. It was actually the only interception he threw that whole year. Who was it against? I believe Wisconsin. It was the rainy was game. Yeah. yeah. Um. He throws it, and this guy's like, he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. I look over, he's got like, <laughs> he's got like the Buckeyes, the face paint. So obviously, either he really took the time to wow. fake it, or he's super invested. But I was like, uh, that's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. Um, but you hear that a lot at Ohio State. Like, I feel Run bad. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, it's it's hilarious. There's a lot of armchair, armchair quarterbacks, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you think you're smarter than Ryan Day or, or any of these guys, then go give it a shot. Apply. They're always hiring. Mm-hmm. Every, well, it's just funny because everything that you thought of, they have thought of. And yeah. they have guys in the booth, up top, and coaches on the field, and players that are better than you've ever been. But... I can't say that because I also love to analyze sports that I have not played. Oh yeah, and talk about them just because it's fun. Well, I'm not yeah. saying we don't analyze but it. But don't do it like so. Hard. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying we don't analyze it. I'm, I've been critical 
of some coaching decisions <laughs> that have been made. But at the same time, uh, I know that we have some of the best players in the nation out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that Justin Fields should be sent back to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, worst quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to get that out of the way. I know we talked about it earlier. But back to the NFL thing, you brought something up to me earlier. I really want to hear your opinion. Absolutely. Go ahead. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, unbiased opinion. Take the Ohio State fandom out of it. Who's going to be the better quarterback five years down the road? That really, really hurts me. And so I'm going to say who's going to be the better quarterback? Who's going to be – okay. Who's going to be the better quarterback? I'm going to say Justin Fields because he's in Chicago. And I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be struggling pretty hard the first year or two. So I think at the five-year mark, Justin Fields is going to be a step ahead. I think he's going to be a step ahead from the jump. Oh, yeah. He has a better system, like, set up, for sure. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence also has a lot of potential with Urban Meyer. And Jacksonville has a good fan base and stuff, but... I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how far he can go with them, or how long his future is, or how long his career is going to be with Jacksonville. So, dude, I would, I would love to see. I mean, don't Trevor Lawrence? Like, he's kind of like one of those Tim Tebow's. Like, you can't hate the guy, right? Oh yeah. Like you, no matter who you are. I mean, he tore us apart. He literally ripped my heart out in Florida mm-hmm. that one time. I know we were sitting at yeah, their grand Yeah, I did cry. There. <laughs> uh, but you can't hate him, and I, you cheer for him, and. Um, I would love to see him get like traded to the Green Bay Packers. I don't know why. I just feel like he would like be a stud there. Oh, he would dominate. Yeah. Um. No, I agree with you. I think Justin Fields will be not. I'm not saying Justin Fields is the most is more talented than Trevor Lawrence. I think right. both of them are insanely talented players. I know. I love seeing them play against each other in high school. Yeah. And, or not in a game, but like they competed in um the Nike Combine stuff. Yeah, Elite 11, I think. Elite 11, and then they competed, obviously, at Clemson, Ohio State. They played twice. Yeah, one-on-one. Yeah, one-on-one trilogy. Let's go. Yeah. But Justin Fields, the second game, I always bring up, like, obviously everybody knew that Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one, no matter what happened in that game and his last year of football. Justin Fields could have walked on water last year and Trevor Lawrence goes number one. He could have, like, spiked it every single time he went number one. So... um, Anyway, going into that game, Clemson-Ohio State rematch, I was like, people should... If someone came into this game not ever seeing... Like, not knowing anything about either team, they would say, yeah, the quarterback from Ohio State was better. Like, head-to-head, he beat him and beat the team. Obviously, he wasn't playing against Trevor Lawrence on defense, but he outplayed him. Yeah. And I don't think he got enough credit for that. No. Going into the draft and, like, just overall, they're like, oh, it's just... Like Ohio State won. Yeah, but I think he outplayed the best. Dude, I don't think we'll we'll ever see a game replicated like that quarterback play wise because there's probably about quality of like just like he it was a perfect football game. I mean, dude, he was like he was like seven for eight on throws over like thirty yards. Where was I? Did we watch that game together? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, we were watching it together. Were we in? That was 2019. It had to have been. Yeah. 2020. I don't know, dude. Who knows? It was a great game. Yeah. No, it was probably like, especially living in Charleston. Oh, it was 2020 because we lost to Alabama right after. Yeah. Living in Charleston, dude. Clemson fans everywhere. I've had my head down for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Been, getting, been catching a lot of crap. 
So that was a good one. That almost felt like we won the title, but yeah, we got destroyed. Yeah. So what's uh, what's new with you, man? Like, what's uh, what are you doing as far as I know you're you're how you like in Pickerton over there? I know you just started working in Pickerton this year. Yeah, uh, Violet Township. I love it, and it's just been great being with a bunch of. Um, older guys learning from people that have done the job way longer than me and there's been a lot of community outreach stuff that i've gotten to do that's super fun like Mm -hmm. the i got to walk in the parade like in my gear and stuff and that was one of the coolest moments in my entire life like honestly yeah seeing all the little kids and stuff it was just like um it was very emotional and like fun to do with everyone and then yeah just like day to day working there i've gotten to learn a lot and they like um train with a lot of great facilities it's all about the personal connection and stuff like with the people that have truly invested in me and want me to get better yeah well i think what's cool too about that profession is like in any profession i think if you're not learning something every day you go to work at least taking something away then you're failing yourself but uh, i think what's interesting is like dude you have it's not just like one or two guys like when you go in there every day you can learn something completely new that you never knew and save a life with it very intriguing right right and what's really cool i was with uh one of my lieutenants who was like he's like kind of towards the end of his career and he was like oh i've never like i've never heard that little like niche or whatever before like say that again not to me but to someone that was teaching me and i was like that's really cool and that makes me like excited that i truly can learn stuff every single day because it's like infinite yeah um things and even if you're they say like if you think that you know everything you should retire i totally believe that because like the best firefighter ever doesn't know every little way to do stuff so and i also like that everyone has a different way of doing stuff but we're all like moving towards the same goal Mm -hmm. and we do like operationally we're doing the same task and i think that's like all over the nation we all do stuff a little bit different but then i just saw a fire engine in south uh-huh. carolina and they had like the same hose load it's the yeah. same looking engine i was like we're all doing the same thing yeah you, know? you could you could work together i think too just to touch on that i want to go ahead and say that was a crazy experience today over there, <laughs> over there yeah. at the hotel <laughs> yeah so the fire alarms are going off in the hotel and fire alarms people take them very lightly nobody well some people don't take them lightly you know what I mean? Yeah, me. So I was like, let's go. Let's evacuate. We were about to leave. I was trying like, to take the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take the elevator. Take the stairs. So we go out in the hallway. The fire alarm's going off, and we see a lady, like, sprinting down the hallway. I clocked her at a 4-3. Yeah. And then we get all the way downstairs, and everyone's evacuated. It was a false alarm. But you brought up, like, it's just funny how people react to different stuff you know yeah it was an actual emergency some people panic really really fast dude i'm telling you like i'm joking about the four three thing but she was hauling dude i mean like she would have trucked me if i would have stood still and just like the fear and yeah it was real and then we actually so what's funny is i realized that i left my keys the entire hotel at this point is outside and i'm like in my mind i'm like this is fake like someone pulled the fire alarm something happened i need my keys so i'm gonna go back inside (laughs) well (laughs) i go back in felt good you know other than running up the four flights of stairs 
uh, come back down. Well, all of a sudden, there's, like, fire truck pulling in. Then we, like, pull out. We pass, like, two others. I'm like, dude, this might be, like, serious. You know what I mean? Uh, So I'm glad we took Clay's advice there and uh, hauled out of there because, like I said, I was going to take the elevator. I was not taking it seriously. Yeah, so it does feel funny, like, and, um, like, responding to fire alarms, obviously. They say, like, 90-something percent of them are false alarms, but all it takes is one time of not taking it seriously as a citizen or like on the job for something to go really bad, you know? So, um, that was a funny experience, but I definitely will always like encourage my family, like, let's go. Cause yeah. you know, you never know. And that's fire safety. Yeah. Fire safety 101. <laughs> we had something. Oh yeah. So you're a baseball coach. Yeah. So was this the first coaching job that you've had or like uh, first no. time you've coached something or nope um i my first coaching job was actually in new albany they just won the state championship this year so shout out to those guys eagles. Uh, yep the eagles, eagles. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no so this one this year though completely different um it's you know it sounds funny i think it's more like you know, like up in Ohio, football, like high school football is big, right? Huge, yeah. yeah like, like Texas and Ohio are real, Yeah, real dude. Ohio high school football is legit. I mean, they put out some dudes. Well, that's here in South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, that's baseball. Like, mm. it's a year-round sport here. I mean, I can't tell you these kids play probably, if there's 365 days in a year, they probably play baseball 300 of them. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they just can't do that in Ohio. No, it's freezing. <laughs> no, um, so my first day, uh, I, I got lucky enough to, to get a coaching job over here at Wando High School, which is the biggest high school in South Carolina. Wow. Yeah, like population or um, students' wise, students' size as far as facilities, That's stuff right. like yeah, it's huge. Um, so I was pretty excited, obviously nervous because you don't ever know how you're gonna fit in with like different coaches because everyone has their own philosophies. Um, and high schoolers are ruthless, man. It's hard to get respect. Dude, yeah, it is. It's well, yeah. You come in with like high school kids, and they yeah, see they like, like yeah, you, yeah. They're like, who is this like overweight, skinny legged <laughs> baseball coach trying to tell me how to like throw a baseball? Um, no, we we I lucked into a really good team, man, and probably the best group of coaches I've ever been around. Um, but our team was loaded. We have a kid. Uh, like I said, it's different down here. But, dude, we had a kid committed to Clemson by the time I got there already. Wow. Yeah, he's throwing, like, 93 off the bump. Um, we have a third baseman, Division One. We have a shortstop that probably will be Division One. We have uh, a catcher going to Division One. Another pitcher that went to Georgetown this year, Division One. So, yeah, it's incredible talent. And you said they're good kids, right? So Some of them. Some of them. Yeah. So, um like a little further down the line but i'm sure in your coaching you've thought a little bit about like your being a dad and stuff mm. like just as far as like mentoring young men dude so to me to try that out yeah i think like the coolest thing about being a coach honestly i i was fortunate enough to play baseball all the way into college at a pretty like high level in college um and i can tell you that coaching is so much more fun to me um, than playing? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to coach football at some point, like either like Pop Warner. Oh, dude, you'd be a good school. high school football coach. 
I really want to be a football coach. You yeah. should. And, and, and honestly, like, for me, I don't get paid. It's just a volunteer thing mm-hmm. um, because we're not teachers or anything. But that's what makes it great is, like, dude, it's so fun, right? Like, yeah. you – Dude, like, football coaches shaped, like, my young adult life. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff that I learned in football I do now. And it's a really big, like, spot, like you said. Well, to me, I think, like – the most important thing that you can do as a coach and I think even even probably as a dad in some ways is like a couple things if I came into your life and made you a better person a better human and taught you something about life not baseball Mm -hmm. then I did my job right like if I brought worth to your life outside of a sport yeah um and then not only that but my goal, like I tell any of them, is no matter what in life, 10 years down the road, if there's ever anything that we can do, I, all the coaches say this on the staff, but cool. if there's ever anything that we can do to help you, no matter what it is, give me a call. Like I will do whatever it takes because I want to be there for them, right? Like you, I'm not, I'm not just here to win games because in high school, what's a state championship going to do for me? You know what I mean? I'm not getting a bonus. Like, yeah. it's it's more so like uh, you're. It's a bond. You're with these kids, and they'll remember you for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And yeah, that's like by far. It's besides being a dad, is my favorite thing I've ever done in my life. That's a yeah. That's a really cool position to be in. And I really hope that um, I do that someday. Dude, I like I said. I mean, especially for someone that like, you know your schedule i feel like is pretty flexible you work like you're 24 Mm -hmm. or whatever you're you're doing but then you know you have a couple days off here and there or something like that you could easily be very invested in it yeah be like one of those coaches that's just there sometimes you know well dude and what's cool is like leland for example leland will go to any sporting event especially with you or if it has something to do with you i mean she sat through like tons of football games right Um, yeah it goes to ufc fights um all this kind of stuff but i think what's cool too and and kaylee has done it is when people invest in things that you're like are important to you yeah so then before you know it it's like they're proud that you're a coach they show up to all the games Mm -hmm. and that's like really cool for you right like hey i got a game this friday night come watch me coach or like come watch us win this this and that it's i I hope go home tonight write an email to your old coach and be like hey how, how can i help yeah it's the coolest yeah there's really just nothing better than doing stuff that you're passionate about and it's so like it won't feel like work at all just like i love my job and everything i'm passionate about it so it's fun to go do it and then like being a football coach is fun like being a future husband whatever it's you know what i mean so i think that's another cool thing about you and kaylee's relationship and then leland and i's relationship is we all are very passionate about sports and it like it's a huge part of me and Leland's relationship. Like we've been to so many Ohio state games together and like bonded over so many different sporting events that it's like, it's a really cool part of my life. And I'd love to like bring that joy to kids. And there's something about like learning skills in sports that just builds character and like the discipline and be, you know, like the camaraderie and everything. It's just, it's great. Well, I think it goes back to like, the never out of the fight thing right like it all ties together because for me even in sports i mean to be honest with you i probably learned more in sports through losing 
than I did winning. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, like for me, it's like you go through so many trials and tribulations, whether you're a wrestler and it's more of like an individual accomplishment or you know, you're a, a football player and you rely on all 11 guys on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you go through so many things that test who you are as a person. Like yeah. you have to learn how to, to take a licking and keep on ticking. You know what I mean? And there's no lying to yourself. Like when once you get out there on the field, like there's no lying about how many no, no. like practices you skipped or like how much you worked out outside of practice and stuff. Like it's all out there and it's – yeah. Dude, that's what the sports is the ultimate like Test. lie detector. Yeah. Right? Because true. like you have like a baseball player like, oh, how hard do you throw? Well, instantly, no matter what, guys, just so you know, you deduct like four miles an hour off this. <laughs> like, if someone ever says ninety five, no, they probably think like, what team they play. Yeah, yeah. For the Braves? Um No, uh it's like one of those things where we're gonna find out here in a second yeah. who you are. That's what I love about this fight week stuff. Um, yeah. Everyone's always talking about, like, people I've talked to, just, like, casual fans, they're like, oh, I don't know if McGregor's been training that much. Like, um, he has hundreds of millions of dollars. He just sold his whiskey business for $600 million or something. Like, and then, like, Poirier, you know, he just had that huge win, and he maybe he's just content and stuff. It's like, we're going to find out who's really been... Dude, to be honest with you, him. I think if you're crazy enough to step into a ring and beat the piss out of each other, then... You both probably been working pretty hard. Yeah, and when people are talking about, I don't know if Connor's motivated and stuff. I'm like, he would not be fighting, no, nah. willingly and training at all, like at all, if and making weight, no, nah. if he did. People not don't want see to do that, this. right? They don't see that like nine weeks of eating nothing Suffering. and like working out all day and sitting in a hot sauna and and getting the crap beat out of you they don't see that stuff yeah um and the pain and, and what's hilarious about that too is what how could you not what is his reason then other than motivation because he doesn't need money dollars. yeah money's nothing to him right like nothing. he yeah money he, he literally yacht to his last fight dude he can wipe his butt with hundreds for the rest of his life and still have a lot of toilet paper he okay. was the richest athlete last year in the whole world. Yeah, dude. It, it's one of those things that, like, the only motivation this dude has is he wants to get in there and beat the crap out of Poirier. Like, that's it. There is no other motivation. That's true. And he, yeah, it's a legacy thing. That's the best thing about this is it's, like, the UFC's motto used to be as real as it gets. I think this is as real as it gets because he, they both don't really have to fight and they are getting in there because they, they truly want to show everyone and prove to themselves that they're the best in the world. Like, yeah. Well, really cool. speaking of the fighting stuff, I did hear, obviously we talk a lot outside of this podcast. Uh, you did yeah, a jiu-jitsu class. Yeah. So are you, are you going to continue? I don't know. Cause it's a big, so I talked to one of the coaches at like a, a or instructor or whatever at a different gym. And he was like, yeah, if you're not going to do jujitsu four times a week, you might as well not even do it. And, I didn't really understand that because I was like, what are you talking about? And then once I went to a class, I really understood it because for however long I was there, like an hour, all we did was one submission. And it's like we went over all these different fundamentals and all these positions like to not get caught in that and then how to attack it and everything. Mm. And there's so many different like there's so many different positions that you can be in and things you have to master to like rank up in that and then you definitely get rusty if you don't 
sharpen it all the time. So it's like it's a huge commitment, and I don't think I'm I don't think I'm ready for that at this point. What is the number one rule? Don't give up your back. Thank you. I yeah, heard that. So. Uh, no, I, I get the commitment thing, but have you? So obviously, like we all joke around about like fighting and all that stuff, but you're pretty. Um, I would say like super passionate about just like mixed martial arts in general, not even just watching it, but I think it's something yeah. that intrigues you. Have you ever thought about just like jumping in and doing like uh like I grew up in karate, right? Like doing mm-hmm. like a, just take like entry level. Yeah. Like something that like maybe isn't so submission based, but just like ground level stuff where you can eventually work into like having that as your like release, right? Like your Yeah. Well, Definitely, because when I watch it all the time, like, you obviously want to go do it to an yeah. extent, like, not beat people up, but, you yeah. know, practice the the skills. Yeah, so, skills, martial arts skills. Yeah, so right now, like, I went to one class, I'm just, like, trying stuff out, and then I've been to, I've had, like, a couple private boxing lessons, and I have a heavy bag, and I'll, like, look stuff up and do a bunch of workouts on that, yeah. so that's about as far as it's it goes right now but dude i recommend it as soon as you can like I'm all about chasing passions at this point you know what i mean like yeah. you, it's it's like we talked about the coaching thing like that's yeah. it's really cool yeah for sure good idea it's what we do baby i have full of them full of good ideas yeah. people don't even know you got anything else for the for the fans here you got to send this to your boys and tell them to subscribe because we're about to get 100 dude we got to get over 100 yeah. i mean i'm day one the pal show for like for the brand. i'm for the pal show yeah. is what i am uh you honestly dude you need to make like a slogan like that like don't take pats dude but. i've i know i've been thinking about a slogan for a long time honestly if you guys have a slogan drop it in the comments or text me because dude. i want to know some ideas let's put it on a flag i'll hang it in will's room yeah. Like, so, sorry, Pat, but you got to go. I'm all about sayings. Like, my whole brain is just filled with, like, Nike sayings and, like, you know, just little, like, you know, never out of the fight. Well, dude, motivational quotes are, like, if you don't get hype on It's like half my internal them, dialogue. Yeah. If you don't get hype on a motivational quote, we're probably not friends. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know you. A hype video. Like, my head is a hype video. I respect it. Dude, so. you do get you get me amped. Like, we let's go. <laughs> One of my favorite things, like, memories with Cody is one time we woke up and um, we stayed the night at Ross's house, our father-in-law, and it was the, it was game day, like a huge Ohio State game, and we woke up and you're we like, dude, let's just kick today right in the mouth or something, <laughs> something like that. Like, let's just pound today right in the teeth or something like that. And I was like... Let's do it, man. Like, dude, I am a morning person, so as soon as I get up, I'm like, let's get after it. But about noon, that's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like lunchtime, I get the lunchtime blues. But uh, no, I agree. I think it's like, I, I think my wife would disagree, especially things around the house. But as far as like getting after it with work and like any other things I need to do that day, I'm, I'm all in all the time. That's all in all the time. That's how we do it. I like it. So I think what I got out of today is. Go do things that you're passionate about. Yeah. So what? find things that you're passionate about. Today's day and age, there's something for everyone. Yeah. So Get off your phone, too. Like, put your phone down. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, dude, well, my favorite thing is, like, when you guys are here, I know we're wrapping this up, but you put the phone down, you're in it, like, you get to see people you don't get to see very often. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you that, like, what, what, we're at the ocean in the pool today for hours. The pool, yeah. And, yeah, you have, like, 
so much more fun than just sitting here watching TV. Yeah. So it's invaluable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, unless you're watching the pal show, like if you're like, Mom, I gotta catch up on episode twenty one. Well, dude, if you don't watch this, like however long we've been here on the pal show, something's wrong with you. This is, I mean, high quality entertainment. Even if he was doing a loner sesh, I mean, I watch it. It's. So this is cool. On the road, episode twenty one. Yep. I'm probably so. Let me know what you think about this real quick before we wrap it up. I might do a vlog. I know this is a podcast, but I might do a little vlog in Vegas because I don't want to sit down and do this in Vegas because I'll be doing fun stuff. But would you like to see a little vlog of like, hey, we're doing this, like little clips of the experience? I'll be 100% honest with you. It's my honest opinion. Take it or leave it. If you don't do that, you're dead to me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there it is. Tune in next weekend. We might have that. And then... Um, there's some guests down the line that will be really fun. So, yep. um, keep tuning in. Thank you for subscribing and coming back. This yep. is great. On the road, we had a great little setup here. Great studio in the nephew's crib. Yep, little Willie. Yep. So, Cody. Clay, thanks for having me, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, we should do this again. Yep, let's do it. All right. See you guys. Episode 21. Hit that subscribe button. <laughs>